The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Exploding down the sideline. This is Hanging with the Boys, presented by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Now, your hosts, Nate Newton, Kurt Daniels, Jesse Holly, and Shannon Gross. We are live from the Star of Frisco, Texas. You are looking at a live shot of Tostitos Championship Plaza outside Ford Center at the Star of Frisco, where it is. 91 degrees, it feels like 98. The high today will be 93. The low tonight will be 75. And football is in the air, boys and girls. Is it ever going to cool off? How do we feel? Jesse, your mic's off. My mic's off? Yeah. Look and see if the call. I'm good. Oh, it sounds weird to me. I can hear it in my ear. Kurt, how are you? Good. Good Good to see you guys. Good seeing you. Jess, how are you doing? I'm good. We're joined live from somewhere on the road. Nate Newton's calling in today. How are you doing, Nate? Yeah, man, I'm on my way. I'm about about, about 20 miles uh, east of uh, well, well, yeah, east or uh, west of uh, east of uh, Pensacola, Come on, Florida. come on. Then why did you ask yeah. us what time the show was if you weren't even in the state? <laughs> I just had to ask, man. You know, it's like I want some cheesy chicken, brother. Yeah. Are you going to be back Wednesday or not? Uh, I'll be back Wednesday, man. I'll be ready to rock and roll. But I just had to shoot out of town. I had a little, uh, little death in the family in, in Miami, so I had to ride down there because my, my cousin's mother, you know, my best cousin's mother, so I had to get on there and make sure she was all right. Gotcha. If it had been your worst cousin's mother, then you probably wouldn't have gone then, huh? I definitely wouldn't have went. I wouldn't have went. <laughs> I would just called. They sent some flowers. Love you, love you, but not that much. So I, right. I, got, I got a question for you. Our, our good partners at Wingstop – that sponsor this show, they now have chicken sandwiches. So they are going yeah. to – they wanted to bring them on the show. And last time we ate on the show, I was told by our boss, Derek Eagleton, to never do that again. <laughs> and I got a lot of tweets by people saying, that's awful, it's terrible radio, y'all sound awful. Nate smacking, just No, that was just No, you were smacking. I, was, I, I checked out. Yeah, Jesse just checked out. That's right. So we decided they wanted to bring sandwiches in and let us have them on the air. And I was like, that's probably not a great idea. So bring them in early and we'll test them and then we'll give reviews on the air. So me, Kurt, Jesse, Nate, uh, Willie, Willie and uh, Chris are all going to have lunch together Wednesday and we'll give you our reviews. So I asked everybody... Send everybody the menu. Here's the sandwiches they have. And everybody comes back with original hot for me. Thanks, Kurt. Chris, hickory smoke barbecue for me. Uh, <laughs> Nate, oh, hang on. Hot honey rub for Jay Holly. Uh, William, I'll also go with the honey smoke barbecue, which should be hickory smoke barbecue. Here's, Nate, here's Nate's order. I'll take chicken cheese. <laughs> chicken cheese. What does that even mean? And then you came back later. I see now where you came back later and said lemon pepper and, and some plain. And Thank you. <laughs> what is what is and some plain? Plain, just plain, just plain chicken. You know, just like, you know, cookies. Two sandwiches. Two sandwiches. Put, a, put a slice of cheese on it. Put a slice of government cheese on it. And I'll be ready. I don't know if they, they even have cheese, cheese at, at, at Wingstop. So you want lemon? Okay. You want lemon peppers? What you're saying? And a right, pl- and right. a and a plain one, right? 
right, right. Put some government cheese, slab of government cheese. I don't know if they have cheese, Nate. We'll we'll see if they do. <laughs> this is uh, a sandwich, Nate. Just letting you know, it's a sandwich. Yeah. So where are we going? Where are we going to do that? Just do it in the training table. Training yeah, we'll just go eat in the training table. I'll get it and bring it in there. So cool. yeah. So there you go. We'll have a critique of for you guys of the new Wingstop chicken sandwiches. So well, thank Nate, you, Wingstop, for hooking us up. Will you will you critique the chicken sandwiches for Wingstop? Like you did, Josh Ball in the offensive line on TV Friday night. Yeah, tell me about that. I I heard I heard holy Nate was moly, not real kind. Holy, I I was I was like, I I found it hilarious uh-huh. because uh, on one end you have you have Bill Jones, you have Michael Irvin, and who else was Bill? Who's with Bill Jones? Michael Irvin, uh, yeah. Babe Offenberg. Babe Offenberg. Yeah, and so. They're trying to do what they do as the Cowboys play, you know, play by play, color and all that kind of stuff. And they're trying to pump up the offensive line and players on the offensive line. And Bill Jones goes, and so we're going to go down to the sideline with someone who knows all about the position, three-time Super Bowl winner, Nate Newton. Mm-hmm. Now, we all know Michael is the most optimistic Cowboy fan there is. And right. so they're talking about offensive line. They go, so Mike goes, you know, big fella, you know, how do you feel about the offensive line? And they go, no, no, they all bad. <laughs> and so, so Michael's like, no, you know, we're not talking about collective. We know collectively they got to be together. No, no, no. You know, we're talking about, you know, individually sometimes you got to. They tell us, yeah, no, no, Michael. Like, you, you saying a lot, but you ain't saying nothing. They all bad. <laughs> and Josh Ball, oh, man, he real bad. And Nate just went in. On wow. the offensive line, live on TV. Yeah, it was it was amazing. It Nate, was, uh, was what, great. what about great. you guy Terrence Steele? He, you, you like him, right? He wasn't in play. He, he didn't, he he didn't play. Dressed. He was for the guy that was playing. Only oh, guy okay. that was dressed was Matt Farniak. I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. He was the only guy that, you know, that was there. And I think uh, Conor McGovern <laughs> got something at center. But I was telling them, you looking at a bunch of guys that have not played together. And everybody keeps thinking it's an individual deal. And, and, and in some cases, it is because you're trying to make a team. But as an offense, you can tell if the offense line have a play together. They're running games. They're running stunts. They're running blitzes. We ain't picking it up. We're not handling the one-on-ones. We're not handling the uh, double teams. We're not handling the deuce blocks. None of this is working out well. So you, you're, you're, collectively, you're looking bad. Individually, you may make a block here. You may not make a block. So you, they didn't look good as a group, and, and in turn, individually, that you don't look as well. So they, they didn't look well. I mean, you you take the first quarter. We gave up a sack. We gave up a hit. Quarterback was running all around. It took them what three three and a half quarters before they really got together and started moving the ball. So I, you know, it, I, I'm I'm I I believe this. During the season, I can find a way for them to win. It's, you know, it's always a game plan out there. There's always the ability to play above your 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 your, your stature. But during the preseason, uh, that 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 just did not look good, fellas. They looked at like a like seven guys who played in a game that never played this game on this level at this speed, and they looked at like. And I just I didn't feel like I should have been trying to feed something to the public that wasn't true. Nate, this is why it's they keep. Time. This is why they keep us off TV, Nate. This is this is this is why. This is why. But I loved it. I loved every. I loved every minute. Of, of Nate was on there, and and Michael was trying. 
Mike was trying, boy. Nate wasn't having any of it. No? <laughs> Nate wasn't having but, any of but, it. But the thing about it is, you know, what you what what are you doing? I understand that, you know, you're the color guy. You're on the NFL Network. You know, you don't want to just, you know, not give the fans any hope. But I, I got to believe that the majority of our fans see the truth. You, you, you come out of that game with, with two or three holdings. You come out of that game with uh, – Four or five, with, with three or four sacks. Kurt, look it up for me. You come out of that game with, with multiple hits. Uh, Will Grill could not, if I, Will Grill could not be uh, given an opportunity to throw the ball. He was always being rushed. So in essence, we don't know was is it Cooper Rush or is it Will Grill. When the offensive line play bad, that that means the whole offensive unit. We don't know. Who the, you know, Brandon Smith wasn't given a great chance. Other other guys that were third and fourth round. I mean, third and fourth uh, players getting on the field. Now. Teamers getting on the field. We don't know whether they can, where they ran wrong routes, or good routes. Because Will Grill and all the rest of the quarterbacks was under fire the whole night because the offensive line had no unity. Jesse, who is your backup quarterback right now? Who are you going with? Or who are they going to go with? Who would you go with and who are they going to go with? For me, I would go with Will Greer. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that we've seen all that we need to see with Cooper Rush over the last couple of years. Um, I think, for me, the quarterback that gives you the best ability to run the offense that you run with QB1 with Dak Prescott is Will Greer. Without any limitations, without any restrictions, Will Greer can get he can still be mobile. So a lot of what you like to do with, with Dak Prescott, right? You like to you like to roll Dak out, play action one way, roll him back the opposite way, roll him out the front side, roll him out the back side, get things on the move. Um, you try to use some of those multi-level passing games for Dak Prescott. And I think Will Greer has the arm strength and the arm talent to make those throws all over the football field as if, you know, not saying that he is Dak, but if he either had to step in in Dak's place. Then he can he will be able to run this offense more efficiently and effectively. But you, Kirk, I think I'm going the other way. I, I and I agree with those points, but I think Rush is just the safer bet, and I want a safe guy. You know, Greer, he has those flashes, and he had a couple of you know he'll take it, shoot it downfield, and that sort of thing. But it seemed like for every one good one he had, there were four that were off target. He doesn't. It didn't look like he had. The, maybe some of that was because he was being chased around. But I thought there was throws that. He had pretty clean, and he couldn't make that he should have made. And to me, the offense may change some. It may be more short gain, whatever, this and that with Rush. But I think he's just – he knows the offense better. The coaches trust him, I think. He's just a safer bet to me. But you, Nate? I'd say like this, I'd say like this here. Uh, you know, I, I saw Will Greer get hit a couple of times, and then they start trying to move the pocket around with, uh, with sprint outs, with, uh, with uh, naked boots and stuff like that. And he wasn't very accurate on a lot of those passes. You know, both points by both, excuse me, both points by Jesse and Kurt are valid, man. And is that I, you, you know blowing what? your I'm horn to, or somebody blowing their horn at you? What, what was uh, that? That was just that was just right out of text, excuse me. Uh both points were valid by Kurt and Jesse. And right now, you know, I'm just gonna trust in the coaches because uh Jesse have always said if we don't have Dak in there, we're in a bad situation. But I, I, I'm gonna just have to trust in the coaches on this, uh, and who they and who they choose because 
right now we got bigger problems than a backup quarterback, Charles. We got way huger problems than a backup quarterback. What what do you think? I I would like to see Will Greer just because he gives you that extra dynamic. I think Coop, like you said, Cooper Rush is safe, and I feel like maybe throughout the season Greer might work his way in. But I think there's a level of I mean, we none of us thought Cooper Rush was going to go up to Minnesota last year and win a football game, mm-hmm. and he did it and showed that he could he could drive the bus or whatever and keep you in a game. And I think. The way this defense has been playing preseason, and I mean, it's so funny that in two years we went from the offense having to score 40 points to win you games to now you're like, this defense is going to wind up winning you more games than the offense is the way everybody's thinking now. I just think Cooper Rush, like you said, is the safer bet. I would like to see Will Greer grow into that role, but I think there's a level of comfort with this coaching staff that he may be your, your backup come week one. Is there any chance they keep both? Yeah. Man, I tell you what, that's another interesting thing. Like, you got a lot of positions. That's, yeah, that's the problem. There's cornerback, so defensive line, wide receiver, them. now court. Like, what? where are you going to start keeping mm-hmm. these extra one or two guys, you know, from, on from, this team? For me, it's, okay, what, what has now become your strength? Your strength has now become the defense. Just say just say that out loud again. How crazy is that? How crazy is that? The defense. And so that that tells me I need to keep as many as many NFL ready playable guys that I possibly can keep on what side of the ball? On the defensive <laughs> side of the ball. Crazy. <laughs> because offensively, I mean you're screwed in the offensive line. Like you are, you are royally screwed on the offensive line because we talk so much about Tyler Smith, but that whole left side, there is so much inconsistency on that entire left side. Whether you got Tyler Smith that guard or Tyler Smith that tackle, whether you got Connor McGovern in that guard, or you got Connor McGovern at center or Fournier, whoever it is, Biotish, you have a problem on that left side, and we've seen them struggle in preseason against non-scheme defenses and non-Pro Bowl-level player that they're going to face week in and week out. Like, you're going to have to deal with Vita Vea, and you're going to have to deal with guys like Devin White and, and uh, who's the other Russian from Tampa Bay? Um, I'm drawing a blank right now. Uh, but you're going to have to deal with them as well. Mm-hmm. And welcome to the NFL, young man. You go from playing inside to now back outside with all this space against high-level competition. I take nothing away from Tulsa or the conference that Tulsa plays in. But you're getting ready to face something like you've never seen before. You're getting ready to play guys who are NFL veteran, first-round picks or high-level picks or whoever it is because that, that, that defensive end spot. That's a good defense. That's a really good defense. <laughs> and you're getting ready to have to have your welcome-to-the-NFL moment playing a position that you haven't – really truly practice in the last six months week one of the season in front of your home fans against that 10 let's defense. i tell you what let's since you brought him up tyler smith let's talk about that in the offense nate are you sticking around for the second segment or are you bouncing yeah yeah i'm rolling with you as long as i can man because I, I want to see it's some good stuff being going, going on right now all right let's we'll have nate with us we, we need him because we're going to talk offensive line talk some other stuff cuts her tomorrow Hang in there. We will be back in just a second. We're going to take our first break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Hanging with the Boys. 
Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and Cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel? Attend the best tailgate party in Texas? Tour the star and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Attention Cowboys fans looking for the best shave of your life. There's a new official razor of the Dallas Cowboys, Shave Logic. Imagine not having to buy blades as often and getting more smooth shaves than your old razor, guaranteed or your money back. After more than 10 years of research and over 150 company patents, ShaveLogic is proud to offer Cowboys fans a special offer. For a limited time, visit ShaveLogic.com and get a free $10 gift card with your purchase. Go to ShaveLogic.com now for more smooth shaves guaranteed. Back to Hanging with the Boys. Welcome back to the People Show. Hanging with the boys. And this second segment is brought to you by blockchain.com. All right, let's get back to it. We got Nate Newton on the phone, Jesse Holly, Kurt Daniel, Shannon Gross in studio for the People Show. And Nate, what do you do with Tyler Smith? Do you just kick him on out to left tackle and just maybe do it earlier than what they had thought, but just let him learn? In game, or you go get a veteran. What do you do? What do you do with this offensive line? I, I talked to a couple of scouts, man, uh, just good guys that we know, friends of the show, and they say, "Hey, we just doing it a year early now. We just doing it a year early." And uh, they they ready for it. The scouts been ready for it. I don't know if the uh, coaching staff was ready for it, but they like this is what we needed to do anyway. We he should have been taking majority of the reps. He should have been taking all the reps at left guard. And whenever Tyron didn't practice, he should have been taking all the reps at that left tackle. Uh, so this is this is what they envisioned. This is why they drafted this kid. Here we go. We got Connor at the left guard. We got, uh, you know, the kid at center. And we got the, the all-pro at the right guard. And we got Steele at the, uh, at the at the right tackle. So let's go. It's, it's time to go to work. It's, now it's time to see if Coach uh, Philman can help this kid grow and develop and you know and it's time to see if our offensive coordinator can design some type of run game uh to help this kid so he won't be strung out there for 30 40 50 passes a game because you don't want to see that i mean jess i know you agree with that yeah but can, can we be honest fellas 
Like, yeah. can, can we, can we, can, I mean, that's what we do. Can we stop? Can we stop with the BS? It, it's easy and convenient now to say, oh, this was our future plan. We, we drafted him to, it just happened a little bit. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. You drafted this kid and he was going to be a long time left guard. With the, with the ability to kick out in the case of an emergency. Emergency's here. Emergency's here. Yeah. Break glass, Jesse. Is no, here. This, but, no, but I personally think that it was kind of almost a Zach Martin type deal. It was like, yeah, you played tackle in school, but you're going to play a guard in the league because of whatever it may be. You're stronger, you're a mauler, which a mauler works a little bit better at the guard position than it does the tackle position. I need you to be more ballerina-esque. I need you to be more nimble, uh, fleet-footed at that tackle position because of the dynamic of the, the defender that you're having to guard with the speed and the power and the versatility and the moves now that they're playing with. You know, you got guys like Sam Williams and uh, 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 Micah Parsons that are rushing off the edge now, right? You, you, a ma- you being a mauler is not going to help you defending a guy like Micah Parsons. You got to be shifty. You got to be able to kick one way, put that foot in the ground, get back the other way, and still be able to anchor down when he goes long arm into your chest around that corner. I, just, I think but I, the, the thing is, that's why you heard me say first, the run game. Right. The run game. Do not have this kid dancing out there. No, 35, 40, 50 plays, he will get exposed. And that, that's why I say the run game first. I, I, I'm agreeing with you. I'm not, I'm not fighting against that. But are, like you tell us a, a bunch of times, just are they ready to accept that, yeah, that we may have to try to run the ball? Can, they be, can this offense be successful while he goes through his growing pains? If they run the ball, I think they can. If they understand that they're going to have to move the pocket. It just ain't going to be three-step, five-step, and seven steps in the middle of the – behind the center. You they're going to have to move the pocket. They're going to have to roll out. They're going to have some naked moves. They're going to have to sprint out. They're going to have to move the pocket. They're going to have to really have some uh, run-pass options. It's going to have to be a big part of your offense. Move, it away, move the pocket away from Tyler Smith? No, move it around. Just you can move, move, you can move behind him, outside of him. You, know, you got to move around. They can't be able to line up and target that. When they, if they can line up and target that, especially with us getting ready to play Tampa Bay, with that big bull in the middle, you're just going to stand right behind the center <laughs> and let that bull just take off on your center. You know, the, the, the so. Cowboys have found themselves in a not-so-perfect storm because the two things that you can't have – like. We always talk about, you know, how quick Tom Brady got the ball off when he was in New England, when they didn't have great offensive line and so on and so forth. Well, what what Tom Brady had in most of those heydays was a guy like Wes Welker and a guy like uh, Rob Gronkowski, who the ball was coming out so quick to those guys who were able to catch the ball at six, seven, eight yards and then make a guy miss and turn that into plus yardage. The Cowboys have found themselves in a situation where you don't have a very strong offensive line, right? You have a really, really good quarterback. He's not elite, and I'm willing to fight and argue with whoever wants to talk about is he elite or not. <laughs> not. Let's do it. So you have a weak offensive line. You have a really, really good quarterback. And then outside of CeeDee Lamb, you have a bunch of question marks at receiver. Mm-hmm. 
You don't, you don't have anything that's established enough that you can really, really hang your hat on. I know Schultz got franchise tagged, and, and he'll probably have a 100-yard, 100-catch season this year because he's going to be the guy closest to the line of scrimmage when Dak's mm-hmm. trying to get the ball out. He's quickly. your number two receiver. He becomes right a, a, essentially yeah. your number two receiver. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the not-so-perfect storm is, is that when you have – like if you don't have a, a really A-plus group of wide receivers – most in the league has has a kind of a 1A, 1B, and then maybe a decent tight end. When you don't have that, then you're relying on your offensive line to give you just a tad bit more time for those receivers to develop down the field. Or if you had a really good elite set of pass catchers, your offensive line can be a little bit shaky because they're going to be so good at getting open, and now you can formulate routes that get them open quicker. You can get the ball to them, and then guys can go make plays. The Cowboys are deficient in both of those spots. Mm. That's the problem. Is now you have, again, outside of CeeDee Lamb, you, you got a huge deficiency in playmakers and, and, and experienced guys at the receiver or the pass-catching position. And then your offensive line, at least on the left side, a ton of questions. So you being able to allow routes to develop downfield for big plays or splash plays, because defense are going to say this. Defense are going to say, hey, Let's kick the ball out the back of the end zone and make them have to march the ball 75, 80 yards down the field. Because if they're not going to do it in large chunk plays, the likelihood of them making a mistake, nickel and diming, dinking and dunking down the field, will happen more often. Say that 20 times. I know. <laughs> we'll have them uh, 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 making a mistake, a holding penalty, right, yeah. and offsides, something to get them off schedule, off kilter, and then we'll rely on them having to punt the ball. And if we put them in a peculiar situation where they get down 10, 12, 14 points at any point in time in the football game, now they have to go to a position where, to Nate's point, they got to drop back and pass the ball 30 times a game. And now guys are going to pin their ear back and say, we're going to attack these guys, and they don't have the guys on the back end who – as of right now, may change. Football's fluid. It yeah. may change. But they don't have the guys right now from receiver one to receiver four that you're worried about going out there and making chunk plays against your defense. So they found themselves in a really, really, really unperfect storm uh, or, or a not-so-good perfect storm with bad offensive line play and then kind of outside of CeeDee Lamb, subpar yeah. off, uh, receiver pass-catching play. Storm kind of self Created was it just bad management, uh, roster management in the offseason? Yeah, because when you look at you let Lyle you let Lyle Collins go, and and for to me for all intents and purposes it was because of feelings, not because of productivity or something like that. It was more so we we're upset at him, we're not happy with him, whether that be showing up out of shape or the weight or, or however that thing was situation the, the 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 lie on the on the on the drug tests. Then you let you let. Amari Cooper walked because you talked about cost and productivity and stuff like that. And now his deal looks like a great deal compared to what the yeah. new guys are getting in money. And you look at the Cowboys and they're sitting on $22.5 million in salary cap. So it's like you could have kept this dude at least another year right. and not have been hurt in the cap area. So you let two guys go. What you really need now, because it would be great to say, hey, we got Lel Collins, maybe now we can kick Terrence Steele over, or whatever it may be, but it gives you a little bit more security, and then it gives you that 
above average receiving core with Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb to allow you to go out there and do things differently. So some of it is self-imposed because the Cowboys had an opportunity to better this roster, to do more things in the offseason, to sign some maybe some more guys in this offseason. They didn't do it, and they 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 banked on a guy. They banked on a guy who in the last five to seven years has shown you that he's not dependable. And, and I don't want to kick the back end of Tyrus Smith. I'm not doing it at all. But the numbers show. Right. Since 2015, he has not played a full season. You were banking on him at least getting a couple games in before you went out. And he said, unfortunately, I'm going to go out in training camp. Nate got his wish. He said, don't worry about the beginning of the year. Let's just have him for the playoffs. You're going to get him back in December, it looks like. No, he, no, no, he won't. No, he <laughs> Maybe. won't. No, he won't. This, this thing is tore off the bone, brother. This is a big man that's got this thing tore off the bone. Unless they got some special type of gorilla glue. <laughs> man, he's, he's, he's 30. He's 30-plus 30 years old. And, is, and is there a surgery for this? This is just a healing process, right? This is one of the things you got to just let heal? No, I think he, he had, had surgery yeah. Friday. Right? He had to reattach it at least, yeah. I think. So. And then is this yeah, the this, healing this, process, right? Yeah, so, so that's going to be the next couple months where he really can't do anything. Like, how he can you even condition? December? Yeah. They're he saying back in December and can play. That that's gonna be a miracle, bro. Like even in the even in the pool, they do the they do the what they call the the, the aquaponic type right. conditioning. Even still, you got to do something with that motion. Yeah, you can't do anything on this, but just let it heal for the next couple months before you can actually get back. And for a guy who's already walking around at three hundred twenty pounds to do nothing in three months. And then say, oh, he'll be back for the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, that, that that's a stretch. Kind of that, need, need your legs to do cardio. A little bit. Unless you can do the, <laughs> you do the, bike, the arm bike. The arm but bike. still, I mean, come yeah, on. You for gotta, the big boys, that's a little different. You got a condition. Yeah. Yep. Nate, you going to stick around for the last segment? Yeah, I got y'all, man. We rolling. As long as it's clear and I don't disrupt your show, I'm good. No, nah, you're good. Sounds good, man. All right, we're going to take our last break. When we come back, more of Nate Newton on the road in Florida. <laughs> more Kurt Daniels, more Jesse Holly, and as little of Shannon Gross as possible. We'll be right back on Hanging with the Boys. Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. I'm a broken traffic light. Stop and go is the name of my game. It's easy. You go... They go, what was it? They go, you go? (laughs) And if you have the wrong car insurance, these repair costs could stop you in your tracks. So get Allstate's new low auto rate and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Not available in every state, based on coverage and limits selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Hey, Cowboys fans, if you're thinking about attending a game this season, visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Stay at the team hotel, have dinner with a Cowboys legend, and experience AT&T Stadium's exclusive VIP Owners Club. Also, tour the star. Get autographs from your favorite players and talk X's and O's with me, Mickey Spagnola. The official travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys will take care of all your travel needs. Visit CowboysTravel.com. 
But Smoothie King's original angel food and new angel food slim without added sugar. You no longer have to choose between treating yourself and hitting your goals this summer. You don't have to choose between great taste and feeling great. Because at Smoothie King, every blend is made with whole fruits and no syrups. So you can satisfy your cravings without compromise. The only choice you will need to make is which one is best for you. Try our classic angel food or the new angel food slim, blended without added sugar. Smoothie King, rule the day. Back to hanging with the boys. Welcome back to the People Show, hanging with the boys. Sponsored by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. And D Day is tomorrow, fellas. Some some dreams will be crushed. Jesse Jesse Holly's been there before. Some some dreams will will go somewhere else to flourish. Some dreams will go somewhere else to die. But tomorrow is final cut day. And what's that day like? I mean, you guys, Nate, you and Jesse have both been through being on the bubble, not knowing if if you're going to have to, (laughs) if you're renting or or buying. Like, what the mental part of that, what's it like? Well, for me, fellas, it was a 21 piece bucket of chicken and a lot of cool like. (laughs) (laughs) I know we're a metal light corporation. Uh, yeah, that's what it was for Big Newt. <laughs> but no, nah, man, it's, it, it, it's hard times, man, because especially a couple of guys that's going to get released, and they've been equal to or better than guys that are making the team. And that's what hurt. But the coaches don't deal off potential. They deal off performance. So a lot of these young guys, they're going to have potential, but they didn't perform well enough to make the team. Yeah, my first year, my first year here in Dallas, I was just so happy to get on the practice squad. Mm-hmm. I was so happy, like I was so it did. Like after that Minnesota game and the punt return, all that kind of stuff, and, and Jerry kind of come to me after the game and was saying like he's never seen that play before in his life. I was just like, this, you saying I got a chance? Did you think you were gonna make it? <laughs> the team? Yeah. No, 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 no. I, my first year? No. Yeah. I, by that time, I understood the business, and I was just like. I'm looking around. I'm like, one, two, three, four. He makes how much? He makes yeah. how much? He makes how much? So it wasn't a talent thing. It was more the financial. It was. Level. It was a financial thing. Yeah. It was. It was a financial thing. And I, I had a late. I had such a late start. Mm-hmm. Remember, because I didn't. I didn't get here until training camp. Like mm-hmm. I didn't have anything prior to um, the next year. Oh, I was more than. I was ready then. Mm-hmm. The next year, I was like. I'm battling now. Now I know that I got an opportunity to go out there and get it. But it's it's still nerve-wracking. It's super nerve-wracking because you don't you, – you, there's so many unpredictables. And I remember, in fact, my third year, the season had just started and there were talks going around. And this was like really the, the beginning of Twitter. So you're looking at Twitter and you see like guys like Clarence Hill and – and Calvin Watkins and John Jock Taylor and all those guys, and they're talking about the Cowboys are going to release somebody because they got to bring somebody else in. And my name kept getting floated around in that. And I remember sitting in the hot tub with Brady James, and you know he's just like, "You good, man?" I'm just like, I said, "I'm like, yeah, BJ, I'm 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 good. I mean, like, if if they're if I, I've put in the work, if they're going to cut me, they're going to cut me. I understand the business of this thing now. I think I'll be able to bounce back on my feet somewhere else. And they ended up cutting. To Char Choice. Hmm. And I was just like, and that's one of my best wow. friends. Yeah. And I was like, 
<laughs> you know, you don't want anybody to get cut, but you just you always like better, better him, him than me. me. Better him than me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so I'm like, shoot, he was drafted in the third round. He got some money saved up. Uh, but it's super nerve-wracking, man. And and I was I told you guys when we walked in, there I saw practicing now, and it's like there's a bunch of guys. There's 20-something guys, 30-something guys out there practicing right now who will not be here or will get cut. And half of those numbers will, won't be here at all. That's like letting – that's like knowing you're going to fire somebody. And, and making them come and to let, work. And letting them work their shift that day yeah. just to cover yeah. you. And then and like, there's nothing that you can do outside today that's going to change the right. mind. Like there's no, You can't all of a sudden have this – Great practice. Amazing practice. And all of a sudden, they're like, you know what? But in your mind, you're saying, because guess who's out there? Never Steven's know. out there. Yeah. Will McClay's out there. Ty Williams is out there. There's a bunch of guys out there that are still watching. So maybe you can do something to be like, what is what, my last impression? What's the process like? Is, is it the coaches have you? McCarthy brings them in, talk to them, or is it one of the scouting guys? And, and how does that? No, they they put the Turk on you. Just Turk on you. are just gone. The Turk walk up. Who's to the you. Turk now? Is it McKay? I don't know who the Turk. It was a uh, uh, Bruce. It was Bruce. Bruce. It was Bruce Mays when I was there. Time. Yeah, a long time. I think it's Jason McKay now. Is it? I think so. Yeah. Sure. Oof. Yeah. Bruce comes. In. Bruce came and got you. And bring then, your book. Yeah, bring your book. I guess it'd be your iPad. Your iPad now. There was no goodbye meeting once Bruce or whoever the Turk gets you. You're gone. It was. Now you go down to yeah. the coach's office and okay, they head so coach. They, they talk to you a little head bit. Coach head coach or position coach. Head coach. Head coach. Yeah, head coach. Um, if you're if you're a really really big money guy, you go down to see big boss. Yeah. You go see Jerry. Yeah. All the rest of us go see the head coach. But the, if you if you worth something, you go see you go see Mr. Jones, hmm. and then. You know, they give you that old speech of, you know, hey, man, we really appreciate your service. It's a yeah. really tough decision. And, and of course, I, may, I am still a little bit bitter how I left when, when Jason Garrett said he wished he had 53 like me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, right. you got one. Keep the one you got. <laughs> like, I wish we had 53 like you. I'm like, cool. Was he telling you 53, you would equal one full-time play? Like I don't one, know. One but he was just saying, like, you know, your attitude, the way you come to practice and all that kind of thing. Like, man, we had. I would love to have 53 with an attitude like yours. And I'm like but you got one. Like, keep the one and around. I'm infectious, man. Yeah, and he was like, yeah, nah, we're out of here. You're out of here. Uh, you know, God bless Miss Merlin. You know, when she was around, I was like, Miss Merlin, give you a call and, and let you know what you're flying. I'm like, no, nah, I live here now, but I appreciate <laughs> yeah. it. You know, I, don't need, I, don't, I don't need to. I'll, I'll get my stuff. Yeah. Just, uh, Nate, who is one guy, who's one guy that you think is going to make the squad that might be a dark horse? Uh, it, it was it's been Marquis Bell for me all year. I, I, I don't talk about it because I don't want to jinx him. You know, you go to talking about it. You know, he got he got another tilt ball. That was the guy, man, because we got so many uh, so many safeties. You know, it's one thing to love a guy and mm-hmm. to know that he's he's deserving. And then uh, number twenty four, uh, I think that was uh, Jesse's boy and uh, Isaiah's boy, number twenty four. Uh, uh, Israel uh, Mukwamu? Israel, wow. Wow, I was like, how is he going to make it with all these safeties? Now Wilson's job is on, you know, is is in jeopardy. I mean, it's been some guys that, that showed up and showed out this whole uh, training camp defensively, man. Wow, that, that's one guy. Yeah, uh, Mar- Marquez, Marquise Bell, that was my guy, man. I just didn't want to talk about it a lot. Yeah. And Brandon Smith. Probably won't make the regular roster. It's not probably. He's not making a roster. He's not. But I became a fan of Bell 
And 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 I know Nate became a fan of Bell. He went to FAMU. Mm-hmm. By the way, you Correct. lost you, you lost on on Saturday night too to to oh, UNC. Right. You guys, yeah, yeah. Um, but I became a fan of Marquise Bell not because he went to FAMU. I realized mm-hmm. he's a Jersey boy. Oh. Right, right. He's from oh. Camden, New Jersey. And I'm like, oh, he's from right. Camden. Then <laughs> this is my guy. guy. I'm, I'm now a fan of Marquise Bell. What about y'all? Do y'all have a dark horse to make this team? Well, you know, the, the tight end Hendershot yeah. has kind of really rose to the occasion, which he, you know, you go back and look, he had better stats in college than Ferguson, and even some of his combine tests were better than Ferguson. So he, I think from the beginning, I thought he was kind of a guy we could watch out for, and um, he showed some toughness that last game. I mean, and the, and the, I guess the easiest answer to this question, he was a dark horse. I think he's now a unicorn. Uh, is 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 bland? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's come on to the, he's come on to the scene now where not only will he make this team, but we're talking about him having a significant role in this team. And now, when you look at you know um, Kelvin Joseph going out of the game with a concussion, mm-hmm. you know what happens now? Is he practicing this week? And these are the times. Believe it or not, Jay Lou and I got the hamstring. The Joe hamstring Lou with Jay Lou, the, the yes. concussion with Kelvin Joseph. Right. When you start talking about the reps and you start talking about missing time, these are the moments where sometimes you get Wally pipped. Yeah. Is where right, you go right. out with in, in, in injury and then a guy comes in behind you and, and he's the new and exciting toy. And what we've seen from Deron Bland throughout this training camp is this guy can cover and he is a willing, a willingly tackler. Like he he's right. not afraid to come up and lay the pads, and so now every right. practice that you don't practice, he's getting those reps, and the more that he shines, and the more that he makes plays, and the more that he continues to be uh, a, a positive for these coaches to see during the season, guess what? You get into a game and they'll go, hey, Bland will tackle, yeah. you know, Bland Bland, Bland can cover the, Bland can cover the slot, can cover outside. Now, all of a sudden, the more time you miss and the more time he's getting, the more favorites he begin to gain throughout the coaching staff. You come back right. now, all of a sudden, and your reps don't look the same as, as they were when you left. And, you know, I know Jay Lou is a favorite, and I know that Kelvin Joseph is the guy who's on the outside looking in. Yeah. So, you can go from being ahead when you went out with an injury and come back and be, and be standing there on the sideline with your arms folded looking for Twizzlers <laughs> on the sideline because you're not getting no playing time. Boss mm. man, fat. Yeah, boss man got going. On the other, on the reverse side of that, are any veterans you think might might wind up getting cut? D line, bro, it's Ooh, gonna be, it's so gonna be crying on that D line. It's crying on that D line. Watkins, Basham, <laughs> those guys might be. That's gonna be the position to watch. Oof. I mean, receiver, but you got a bunch of young guys there, so you you didn't yeah. expect all of them to make it. But there's uh, there's probably gonna be some names pop up on D line that you're. Like, wow, I didn't – there's going to be a lot of guys, I think, this year more than any year that I remember, there's going to be a lot of guys that wind up going to other teams and making yeah. rosters. Like, yeah. I don't remember yeah. them having to make this many difficult decisions in so many different positions. Tristan Hill How might about be that a Malik guy. Davis, man? What do y'all think about that Malik Davis, man, that everybody keeps talking about? You know, you think he got – you think he got uh, Dottle? Did he get – That's going to be tough. Yeah. That's going to be tough. Dottle didn't play Friday, right? He was banged up. I like them both. I don't know why there's why, why is it this fear that all of a sudden if you have to put Malik on waivers that he's not going to make it back. Yeah, like I don't understand that part. Like I think he'll make it back to the practice squad. Like I don't think he's a good enough back where people are like waiting Somebody's for him. him. Right. 
and it may happen. I don't. I'm not saying that it can't happen, but mm. like there's this this outcry, this fear. Like if he goes on waivers, he won't come back. I, I don't think he's that good of a back where he's gonna like someone sitting at, at home waiting for him to go on the waiver wire to, to scoop him up. I think I, I think the nod's gonna go to Dottle, and then you bring back uh, Malik Davis on the practice, practice squad. squad. Yeah. You know but, who you know who my dark horse is. Who's that? Do that. Maher. <laughs> oh yeah. Dark horse to get to to, to make, make the team. team. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, they right. don't have any other kickers. They uh, they don't. I mean, there's going to be, you know, a bunch of them yeah. that get cut on two I tomorrow. Don't know if there's much else. On but the I street. don't know if there's anybody yeah. that you. I mean, at least you have history with this guy. I mean, yeah, he missed a 61 yarder, but yeah. I mean, I mean, he other than that, he hadn't missed, has he? Preseason. So. He missed. He missed a 24 yarder. Right. So like I, you know. I, <laughs> I think Tristan Hill is a guy that you have to look at. You got well. yeah. That might that might not make so. this squad. Mm. I know he's had a good training camp and had a good preseason, but he's also had a little too late. Little little, little yeah. too late, too sorry. They yeah. got to use know, some of the D-line guys for trades, don't they? I mean, why just release them? Why can't you know get something for them? Wouldn't That's you? what they beating the they Kurt. They beating the phones down today. I'm telling you, they because they need the offensive line. Yeah, because but they if you're calling, if you're calling. You know, a team trying to do a trade, they're like, well, you, if you're trying to trade him, you're probably going to release him. Yeah. So we'll wait. And that's the other part of it, too. Everybody in all 31 other teams know how bad you need an yeah, offensive lineman. So the price just went time and a half. Yesterday's yeah. price is not today's, today's price. price. Yeah, I guess I'm just <laughs> hoping they can call New England or whoever and say, hey, we'll give you this, you know, we'll give you Watkins. If, you, if we release him, then, you know, the Jets might pick him up. Yeah, but I know we got to go. But let me say this: Do you think, and, and, and maybe I'm just bugging, but do you think that there's teams in the league that are like, you know what, we don't even like you as an organization to want to do business with you? Mm. Are there teams out there that say that? Like, yeah, we don't, like we, that. we yeah, don't want to help you get better. Like so, no, this, despite what like we that. need, they, and I'm not talking about New York or Philadelphia or no. Washington. I'm talking about around the league in general. They'll go, Nah, we're not gonna do the deal with you. And then you're like, wait. We wanted that guy, and we gave you a better deal, and you went over and did a deal over there? <laughs> oh, I'm sure there's feelings Probably. involved yeah. around the league. Yeah. I'm sure there's. Yeah. Like, screw you, Jerry. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> right. I'm sure. I don't, yeah. All right, guys, we got to go. Yes, Kurt, sir. good seeing you, man. Good seeing you. Jesse, good seeing you. Nate, uh, be safe. Thought, Thank you, man. Thought, I just got past Pensacola. Thoughts are with you and the family West. and your favorite cousin. No idea. So, right, the west side yeah, of the Yeah, my of favorite East. cousin. Yeah, that's my favorite cousin, Tracy. Tracy Johnson, yay. Well, we'll see you on Wednesday. We'll eat some uh, chicken sandwiches <clears throat> together and give those reviews on Wednesday. So, chicken and cheese. Chris, right. thanks for keeping us <laughs> on the air. I'm bringing my sandwich to the show, man. I don't care what Derek and the fans will, I'm bringing my sandwich to the show. Willie, um, thanks for keeping us on the air. Willie. We will all – Fellowship and have some wing stop on Wednesday, and we'll review it. Derek, live I'm ready to be on TV. Here on the show. I promise I'll, I won't say anything bad. Oh, my goodness. That's a lie. <laughs> we will be back Wednesday, same time, same place. Thanks for listening to The People Show. Hanging with the boys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?